The best way to predict the future is to invent it. Stephen Ambrose brings you up to speed on what the future holds as he explores the latest technology as it impacts our lives. Well, welcome to Tech Talk right here on IFM, where you always get up to date and a real handle on all the gadgets, gizmos, technology trends, and things that just simply change our lives or make them a lot easier. I'm still, despite all the havoc ensuing in the world around us, I'm still a major tech fan. I believe never before in the history of man has so much been possible and so much happened within in such a short time, and 99% of that has been driven through technology, through understanding, the impact on medicine, the impact on our social lives, the impact on our communication, our interpersonal skills, etc., our businesses. In fact, absolutely everything we do today is inextricably linked with technology, with the benefits of technology, with the operation of technology, with the provision of technology. So here we go. This is without question the most critical show you're going to ever hear on the radio because it helps you understand and navigate some of the craziness that technology brings. And crazy is as is as uh, Forrest Gump said, crazy is as, is as crazy does. And there's no question that we live in crazy times. And TikTok goes the clock as time runs out for another Chinese company. And um, TikTok, Huawei has been in the news. I'll get to TikTok in a second. But Huawei has been in the news for quite a few years, since May last year, since the Americans implemented a ban and then extended and extended and extended and then finally stopped extending such uh, bans. And essentially, Huawei is now cut off. And, I mean, they're a number one manufacturer of mobile gear, both phones and equipment and networking equipment for 5G and for 4G and other network issues around the world. And they've been pretty much cut out of the global supply chain by the Americans. Now, TikTok, last weekend, um, Donald Trump said he's going to ban TikTok. Well, it so happened he didn't ban TikTok because Microsoft indicated they may well buy TikTok. But TikTok is a Chinese company. It was created by a crowd called ByteDance and Although they've moved all their operations out of China and out of Hong Kong, they've put their servers in America, this is not enough for the uh, Americans to to allow them to continue. And it may well be that they will be sold to uh, Microsoft. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Taking Skype that I'm talking to you on right now, Microsoft haven't got a great track record at taking big commercial platforms and keeping them, take Windows Phone, keeping them alive. So... Who knows what's going to happen, but there's no question that TikTok, which has become an absolute social media phenomenon with the younger people and simply a short-form video and music-type um, sharing channel, may well end up becoming an American company, at which point it won't get banned. But that hasn't stopped the American uh, uh, administration from even chasing WeChat and others. So expect more from the space. Unfortunately, we're living in crazy times and a lot of the politics is intruding on our social media and our social and technology lives in quite a significant way. So now we have a quick break for uh, one of our sponsors just to make sure that we can keep the lights on and I'll be back with some more interesting stuff straight after this. This is Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose on 101.9 High FM. Now, just quickly to wrap up the whole Chinese war, what's going on with um, 
TikTok, and now they've seemed to have put others uh, such as WeChat into their gaze. There's no question that this is becoming a real challenge globally, and it is forcing a complete reshaping and a rethinking. And the danger for me is that we're going to land up with a Chinese Internet or a Chinese technology universe and a Western technology universe. And truth be told, up until now, the growth and the speed at which technology has grown around the world has simply been because of its massive competition, massive collaboration, and a wholesale shifting of manufacturing of electronic gear to China. So expect to see some craziness going on in this world and crazy stuff happening around the whole um, technology debate. But right now, between the Huawei ecosystem and the Google ecosystem, you've got a complete divide. The one doesn't talk to the other. And um, it looks like a number of apps that run on these various platforms are going to land up with exactly the same problems. Now, later in the show, uh, Tech Talk Cafe, around about 11.20, we've got a brilliant interview with Justin Hume, who's the head of mobile in South Africa for Samsung. And yesterday was the launch of the huge new, and I literally mean huge new, Note 20 and Note 20 Ultra along with a whole lot of other little gizmos and gadgets, which I'm going to talk a little bit about as well. I've got a couple of beans, which I put into my ears, called the Galaxy Bud Live. They dink and look like beans. And uh, a, a brand new Watch 3, which also is quite interesting. So Samsung are on a roll. Thank goodness technology launches are happening again. And listen in for all the latest about the new Note 20, what it can do. Obviously, got the cool S Pen and lots of new updates it also comes with quite a spectacular new price, but more about that a little later. And yesterday as well, uh, another company on the other end of the scale, maybe not quite as high end, Hisense, have announced a whole new range of smartphones amongst a whole lot of other things. Now, Hisense have been active in South Africa for many, many years. You may have seen it at your local um, electronics store and supermarket. They make everything from air conditioners to washing machines and a whole host of other white goods, as well as televisions, and have been doing mobile in South Africa for quite a while. And there has been a big change over the last four or five months with COVID and economic times being quite as tough as they are. The quality of mid-range, and this is a global thing, it's not just a South African thing, we've got our own challenges, but globally there's been a massive resurgence in the lower-cost mid-range phones and the quality of these phones has become exceptional considering what you're paying for them. So where the high-end Samsungs and Huawei's and Apple's have all been in the 20 to 35,000 Rand range, I kid you not, that is where phones are right now. A lot of phones have been coming out below sub, below 10,000 Rand and significantly below 10,000 Rand, all running the latest versions of Android, all with large, sharp screens, great battery life, good cameras, and Hisense have launched three brand new smartphones right into that that range, and quite smartly done. They've they've done it with their new flagship, the Infinity H40, then an H40 Lite, which is aimed at a lower market, and something that I've played with over the years, their Rock range, the H, the rugged Infinity H40 Rock. And their Rock range is their rugged ones, not quite in the league of the cat phone rugged, but then again significantly cheaper, but certainly phones that can take a real knock. You can throw them around quite a bit. You can stand on them. You can cover them in dirt. You can get them wet. 
and they just keep going. And uh, today, that's quite something. But back to the, the H40 and the H40 Lite. The H40 uh, has got a 6.53-inch screen with a lovely little punch hole for the selfie camera, and it runs full HD. It runs a slightly slower processor than the, the leading-edge ones, but I've tried many phones with the MediaTek Helio processors, and they are right up there using some of the latest technology and they're pretty fast and they're pretty good at what they do with 4 gig of RAM, which should be good enough for most, and 128 gigs of internal storage. It's got a quad rear camera, which seems to be the standard today, with a 48 megapixel main lens, which is pretty good. And built into all the chips is, is all the AI photography enhancements. And essentially, most smartphones today have what they call computational photography. It's no longer simply a good lens and you take a picture and off you go. The computer... The processor does all manner of incredibly smart tricks to improve the pictures and to give you really good photography from a really small lens in a very light and long-lasting camera, your phone. So really good stuff. I'm going to try these one of these days and see. Obviously, the H40 Lite is a toned-down version. It's got a 6.52-inch screen, which is still pretty big. It's not a huge difference between the two. It's not full HD. It's pretty close, but it's not there. Um, from what I've seen Certainly what I saw at the launch video, it is pretty pretty sharp, pretty good quality. And um, that comes with 3 gig of RAM, a slightly slower chip, chip, 64 gigs of internal storage. And it still has a quad-core camera system, but they've cut back to a 13 megapixel main lens and an 8 megapixel wide sensor, along with a couple of others just to get things going. So the ROC, that's their hard, hard-core one, the one that can take a, a knocking, um, does actually have more higher spec features and it will be a little bit more expensive. And all three are available right now. And the H40 is priced at 6999, a really tough, tough space to be with smart devices today. But this is a good one. And I think there are a lot out there and people, as I was saying, tend to go for brands that are locally available. There's a big factory in Atlantis. So high sensor going nowhere out there around. Um, and the, the rock is priced at 4999, which is very good, very good value for a, a really uh, rugged, solid phone. And the, the H40 Lite is, is essentially a bargain at 3499. They all look pretty good. I've played with Hisense phones over the years and I found them to be really good quality. And at a price where, you know, a third, in fact, almost 20% of the price of some of the the leading phones. There's no question these are not flagship phones, but for most people and for most of us, just having a great Android phone with a big clear screen can do everything you need, the Facebooks and the WeChats and uh, WeChat may be banned, but anyway, whatever it is, the WhatsApps, it works extremely well. So keep an eye open if you're looking for a really good quality and well supported. That's the other thing is really key in this industry. It runs full Android, so it's got access to all the Android apps and, um, it really is a good-looking phone. So good luck to – well, well done, Hisense. I'm quite impressed at the, the new range you've released. And uh, let's see where it goes. It looks like it's going to be a bit of a mobile uh, fiesta towards the end of the year. We know that there are a lot of new phones coming. But Hisense have been pretty regular in their updates, and this new range really looks extremely competitive in terms of their price and performance ratio. Now, we will be back again straight after this. Time flies when you're having fun. And we will have uh, Justin Hume, who's the head of mobile for Samsung South Africa. And he'll be telling us all about 
the Note 20 series that was launched last night. This is Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose on 101.9 High FM. Well, welcome to Tech Talk. And here I am in reality, not even virtually. The show is being sent via Skype, but this is being recorded in real life at Samsung's head offices in Johannesburg. And with me is Justin Hume. He's the head of mobile in South Africa. And today was a big day, Justin. What's the big news? It was, and I just want to add to that it's... uh at our offices in a socially distant, oh, responsible Absolutely. Way. Full um, disclaimer, <laughs> all sanitizing and yeah. all other protocols observed, as they say. But good to have you here. <laughs> yeah, so t- t- today was a great day for us. I mean, despite the, the bizarreness of everything that we're experiencing both here locally and globally, we were able to bring on time our brand new Galaxy Note 20 and Note 20 Ultra to market. Well, that as well as our new Tab S7 and Galaxy Watch 3 and the Galaxy Buds Live. So, you know, I think it's a remarkable... That's a lot of product, product. It is. In times like this. It is. It, it's, um, you know, I think we've been looking at... Uh, the last time, in fact, you and I sat was at the launch of our S20, which well, happened to be yeah. a day or two prior to the lockdown. <laughs> um, in fact, that was the last live event I went to. Yeah. How's um, that? So it's the last, and this is the first, perhaps, and uh, there we go. So I think the times have changed. And what I'm really pleased about is the fact that, as our global president said, he said, you know, so often we talk about technology changes the world. We often don't think about the fact that the world can change us. That's actually uh, an interesting concept, yeah. yeah. And, and we forget the power that, that is inherent in, in nature and our world. But... And, and so here we find ourselves where the world has changed us fundamentally. And so our technology has to adapt to that. And, and with that being said, we, we're spending a lot more time at home. We're spending a lot of time, um, you, you know, where our living rooms are, both our offices, our home and eating areas and classrooms for many of us. And so our technology needs to start bridging that gap and operating seamlessly in that type of environment. And... Into that space is where Note 2020 comes. So just just stepping back a little, yeah. the Note series was sort of the, the the front runner when it came to big screen yes. phones with a stylus. That's become its signature thing. And for Samsung, in many ways, it's become the technology showcase every year. Yes. Is that still pretty much the case now with the Note 20? It is. And I, th- I think, you know, if we look at our journey back to 2010, 2011, when we were introducing this idea of a phablet um, with this S Pen, it was very much around, well, hey, I've got a large screen format. Um, let me take notes on it and let me maybe draw. So it was very much around creativity. Step forward to today and that S Pen has become something so much more. And, you know, in our own right today, we, we, we look we have a production output that we're looking to achieve. Um, you know, whether that be a video that we need to post online, whether it's a presentation that we have to prepare and share um, through a digital media, uh, all of us have to become these producers. So and you think that in many ways the, the, the phone or the smartphone has absorbed a lot of functions that used to be either left to professionals yes. or to other bigger devices that we had in our, in our sort of kit. Exactly. And, um, 
you know, so that's the space that's filling. But now, you know, so, so many times we think that the phone has to do everything, and it does do, let's call it everything. Pretty much everything today. But at the same time, sometimes I do need that bigger device. I need to look at something on a bigger screen, whether it be my, my tablet, my PC, or my television set. And so we need the tool that can do everything, but that also has to operate with everything else. And so very core to this is our ability to make sure that when I start on my Note, I can finish on my tablet or finish on my laptop. Uh, yeah, apparently you guys have worked quite closely with Microsoft on that. We have. Um, so the, the PC link is seamless now. It really, as I'm updating it on my Note, it's updating my PC-based environment. I don't have to hit send or share or anything like that. It, we can create live operating environments in that regard. And um, Microsoft's been a great partner to us there. So obviously, I mean, both Microsoft and Google are two core partners uh, for making sure that the ecosystem we put around the, the devices. And tell us a little bit about the range. What is being launched in the Note 20 range? So we've got um, two key models, if I can put it that way. So we have the Note 20, which is probably most characterized by the 6.7-inch screen, and the Note 20 Ultra which is a 6.9-inch display. And I must say, I've just played with them, and it's huge, but it's very manageable, if that makes sense, because there's just screen. There's no body around the screen. Exactly. I mean, we've literally taken away all the bezel, all the you know, little edges that surround there, and you simply get screen. Uh, that's, that, that's what we and found. it's super slim, which is quite cool. Yeah. So it's actually quite – it's still a bit of a two-handed phone, the Ultra, but it's still quite manageable, if you want to put it that way. Yeah, I, th I think, um, you know, if we think about it, where do we see the, the notes? Why, why two mm. notes? Where do mm. they fit in everything like that? What we know is that the, the note user is, we count them as our most loyal base. I mean, we, we know that... So they, they go from out, one note to the next note to the next note. Exactly. And the note user loves that SPN. They love the bigger screen. They will go for the Note 20 Ultra. Loving it there in that regard. What we find is, is in like the, the Note product is that entry point where maybe somebody's been operating with a, another manufacturer's brand um, with Internet or somebody who's coming in from maybe having utilized a Samsung A-series or S-series. Uh, the, the, they would typically find that they'd start at the 6.7-inch display uh, type of product. And the Ultra, what's special or unique about the Ultra? So Ultra's everything ramped up. You know, I've always... Spoken about the notes and I mean, all the tech that Samsung can churn out. It is. It's it's a beast <laughs> of a product. It's got it all inside of it. Uh, so I mean, if we look at the camera, it's a 108 megapixel camera, uh, recording uh, 8K video. In, in That's the, quite a big deal because right now, I mean, bar a couple of models in your range and a few others in the market, 8K televisions and 8K anything in video is still pretty rarefied stuff. It is, indeed. I mean, in the studios that we would typically go to, the film sets and the like, those are still 4K cameras uh, in, in, in most environments. So, so, so the, the, the ultras actually push the envelope into a space that's really cutting edge with regard to 8K video. Exactly. And you know, it's one thing we can now capture the, the, the image in such high resolution. But normally what you've had to do is you've been able to capture it. Then you've got to bring that image back onto your PC or something to do editing. We've dramatically ramped up what you can do real time. Again, going back to the idea that you and I are, are producers, right? So, in that regard, so now what you can do, let's assume that you're using the uh, Ultra uh, and we were doing this as a video feed. You can now 
uh, with the with the zoom rocker, sort of that scrolling seamlessly, I can sh- zoom in ultra quickly, almost like we would see in a Quentin Tarantino movie. You know, <laughs> cutting to the one minute the, the dagger shot, is there, yeah. boy. And um, you can do that live whilst recording, or we can do a very slow pull back out of it to set the mood, to show the expanse of the environment that we're in and the like. So the the tools built into the the phones now are actually. Um, I wouldn't say consumer, I mean professional-grade tools. Professional-grade that the anybody can use. can utilize. That's actually very cool. And That's very cool. to take the step of integration even one, one step further is that now with Galaxy Buds Live, these little buds that fit into yeah, your... Into I, your yeah. I actually got a pair, haven't reviewed them yet, but I've played with them, and they're the strangest-looking things, but they actually fit. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. believe it. They're like little beans. That you yeah. Put into, yeah. And, um, <laughs> Normally, you have to take your kids to the doctor with it. <laughs> <beans in this. laughs> but, you know, now, now let's, I mean, as a journalist hmm. and, and you're recording, uh, often what you have is you capturing a moment that might, um, you know, you, you want to create that shot where you walking towards the camera yeah. and that. And in the past, you've been limited by range. You know, how can the microphones on the device pick you up? All right, now, that is very clever. I've got buds and I'm talking. It's picking me up. And it keeps picking me up until I get into the range of the phone. And then it I've switches. Multiple microphones. Oh, wow. I start switching to that. That is very clever. Um, and, and so those are the type of things that, again, I keep going back to production. And, and maybe it's a very technical word, but... Creation is maybe the better word out of the whole thing. You create content and you create stuff that, uh, you know, really the phone tends to assist you with. And it's normally, I mean, you you would normally as a a journalist have to have multiple microphones, multiple omnidirectional microphones. You would have to have um, recording equipment and the like to really optimize that type of setup. Now, I take a Galaxy Note 20. Anybody can do it. And a boat, and you're away. Exactly. Well, there you always take your boats where you go everywhere. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, the Uh, weak pun people, weak (laughs) pun. And then, um, what other, apparently there's some really new screen technology that's been built into the new range as well? Uh, From a screen technology, we're talking about um, the, the response rate of the device. So, well, first and foremost, we've like we had with our Galaxy S20 Ultra, we've introduced the 120 hertz display. This revolutionizes the experience. Um, so, yeah, tell us the benefit of a 120 hertz display. It sounds all cool and whatnot, but for the average user, what would they see? What would they feel? So, if you think about most household televisions, unless you're buying a real top-end one, operate at 60 hertz, that's the, 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 the refresh rate, the number of times that the image is refreshed onto the screen. So often on mobile phones in the past, if you've been watching a, an action movie, The Fast and the Furious and that, it's had a little bit of a, a blur, a little bit of a, a jagger to, to the image. And that's simply because the shot uh, is not correlating with the refresh rate of, of the device. The, the handset has also been at around about 60 hertz. Now what happens with variable uh, refresh rates is the phone picks up that we're going into an action scene instantaneously and ramps that up completely. And therefore gives you this ultra smooth, clear picture as the filmmaker intended. The real benefit, though, comes across when we're gaming. I would um, imagine that if you're a serious gamer, having such a fast, you don't get any jumping or jaggedness in the picture when you're moving around and shooting things. Exactly. Now you talk about a shooting game. I mean, this is the 
or the, the difference chasing things. life and death, you know, <laughs> yeah, in, a, in a fortnight or whatever yeah, it might be. Yeah. Fortnight's um, a serious business. Don't, exactly. don't, don't minimize how important no, it is. No, not at all. And I think I'm coupled with the fact that it's 120 hertz response rate. Because the screen is now picking this up, it's refreshing so quickly, it means my response rate, when I tap the button on the phone now in this game, is now two times faster than it was on the Note 10, which was okay. really a game changer and a, yeah. and a leader in that regard. So it means I get the baddie before he gets me uh, in, in the game, you know, type of story. Um, and so, so that's pivotal. But at the end of the day, even if you're not a user, once you experience the, the smoothness of operation... So when you scroll through things or you, you scroll through, swipe through... Uh, web pages and that is it just a lot smoother and faster it's smoother and faster and again the phone ramps it up according to need you know oh, okay so it's smart because it's smart. the one thing i have read that and i've experienced is that at high refresh rates the screen uses a bit more battery it, it does indeed and i mean you would expect that because it's drawing more power and consumption mm. but i'm now reading a book on my phone i don't need the screen to refresh no. at that rate so Static it drops it down words. to 10 yeah. hertz um, okay so it's, it's, it's a dynamic Dynamic thing. Correct. Yeah. So um, that, that's, I think, the key call-out of, of the screen technology. And the new colors, I see there's some funky new colors available. It is indeed. Um, you know, we always try and <laughs> not pick the trend, but um, be synonymous or with the trend yeah. that's coming out. On trend. On trend in, in that regard. Um, so we do a lot of research globally um, in all markets to understand what's there. And so this year... We bring out it's, it's a texture we call haze, and so it's sort of a frosted look it's to the phone. A frosted look to it, and yeah, you know, that's great. It doesn't uh, pick up fingerprints, no, no, and, and it doesn't slip so easy. It doesn't slip exactly, uh, but I wouldn't say it's coarse. It doesn't feel. It actually no, it's, feels it's silky, nice, silky to to the touch. But it's not shiny smooth. Correct, and um, we we our, our key color that we're calling out is the mystic bronze. Um, a little bling for me, but I can imagine a lot of people will love it. I, I, to me, it's, it's, it's it certainly stands out. You're not going to miss that out. phone yeah. on the table. One day when we could meet again. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but we have a full range, a full palette available in these soft colors. So, you know, whether we look at our Mystic Green, our, our Mystic Grey, or the Mystic Bronze, in the, so this is in the Note 20. In the Note 20 Ultra, we have the Mystic Bronze again, the Mystic Black, and White. In, in that category. So really just uh, a palette that really suits everybody. And the, the S Pen, I mean, this is the sort of classic signifier of the Note range. Yes. Has that improved from previous generations? Is anything new around the S Pen? Uh, a dramatic change, I think, in that regard. So the first thing that you'll note is that when writing on the screen, okay, well, let's take a step back, is that often when somebody uses a digital pen on a digital screen, you know, whether it's our product or somebody else's, the, the, the feeling is a little bit, um, it, it's, it doesn't feel as smooth as writing with a pen on a piece of paper. It feels a little artificial or shiny or something wrong. And often what you notice mm. is that what you're writing versus what's on the display, there's a bit of a lag between it. Okay, okay. yes, and I have noticed that. Yeah. So you sort of Notice, you don't flow quite as easily. Correct, and, and that puts you off writing a little bit in, in certain regards. And the reason for that is that obviously you've got the information coming from the pen. It's got to go through processes. It's got to get travel through the, the air effectively um, to reach the processing power and the uh, sensors on the, on the handset. It's got to interpret that, and it's got to send it back. And, and that creates a, a latency effect. 
Now what we're able to do is we take um, through studying, uh, through deep machine learning uh, and, and a huge amount of research, we use artificial intelligence to actually predict where your S Pen is going to be. Okay. So what Big Brother's means, watching you, boy. <laughs> well, in a way, it is. In a way. I mean, it knows. That, um, that's an A that's coming. Correct. So it, it's kind of going, it's learning, and it's going, you know what, in all likelihood, you're going to move this pen to a little bit to the right, and it gets there before you do. So, so the, the impression is that there's no lag. Correct, and it brings it down to 9 milliseconds. Let's go back nine, and try that now. 9 milliseconds is, I mean, it's faster than you and I can process, right? Uh, in, in, in that regard, so it feels so smooth. It feels, uh, you know, buttery. Smooth, a lot more true. natural Correct. in terms of writing. Correct. Uh, so, so that's the first thing. The second thing when we use artificial intelligence is I'm now, I, I've got this terrible handwriting, and I write on the device. It can neaten it up. It can straighten it up a bit. Doctors will love this. They'll love it. Let uh, me write your <laughs> prescription <laughs> on your phone, down. please. <laughs> Here we go. And um, you know, I can now annotate on top of. Uh, PDF files, PowerPoint files, and the like. So I can really make it a, an interactive tool with writing that is legible at the end of the day. That's very, very, very cool. And have they improved the battery life of the, the S Pen? Because a couple of times on the Note 10 I'm using, you leave it out in a couple of minutes, and then you've got to plug it in before it will work again. Yeah, so, so battery life um, continues there, but I think just to pick up on that mm. point there, how long did it take you to Oh, charge? no, very quick. I mean, you, you, minute, plug, you right. plug it in, you, you, <laughs> to go you look away, and yeah. you're ready to go. It's just exactly. it's just an interesting thing. I can't imagine you could put a big battery in a thing like that. No, you're not. And that's why, um, again, it'll, it'll last you for plenty, if I can put it that way. But uh, the key point there is that when you do need to recharge, you simply insert it back. Within, uh, within 60 seconds, you're fully recharged again. And now the big story. I'm a big fan. I've tried it. Even and in this area where your offices are, you have 5G yes. from lots of different people. The new devices are 5G ready. Correct. So we we offer uh, the 5G variant. We do have a 4G variant as well. Okay. But let's let's. Stick I have with my the, opinion about that. Let's <laughs> stick with flagship 5G, 5G uh, in that regard. And you know, almost using the phrase, why wouldn't you? Exactly. Uh, um, you know, you exactly. think about 2021 coming. You think about the rollout. Uh, it is going to be fast, it's going to be big, the two big boys are fighting and the rest will follow. So 5G will be a thing within a year. It is. And really all that held us back was, was the allocation of spectrum, Correct. which has now started to, to roll out. So we'll see 5G and the services will follow quickly thereafter. And you know, 5G is not just about fast download speed. Okay, uh, it, it, It's about reducing a latency, so the time of device talking to the servers getting back almost evaporates, and that means there's some interesting things you can start to experience on a device. The obvious one is gaming, but it, it takes us into the whole space of autonomous vehicles and the like. Well, anything and that is lag-sensitive. So, correct. for example, even voice would exactly. probably be better. Exactly. It would be, exactly, in that regard. Um, and the third core component of 5G is massive connectivity, um, which means that from a single base station, even if I was to get... 100 times more users to that base station, I don't get a degradation of service. So almost that idea of the, my, my, my YouTube file buffering or uh, you know, that, that breakup of a call, which, can you hear me, can you hear me, you know, kind of vibe. It is pretty freaky. I mean, I tried it across the road from your offices, yeah. and I did two speed tests and got a warning from the phone that I've used excessive <laughs> amounts of data. Yeah. So, <laughs> so exactly. it, is, um, it is a remarkable difference to 4G. So 
it's obviously a wave of the future, and it's something that the phone is built for and will operate and handle easily, I would imagine. 100%. And the the versions we're getting in this country do use the Samsung uh, chips. Correct, the Exynos processor. Yes, yes they do. Um, so, and, and again, you know, these phones are um, obviously designed abroad, but, and, but they are configured locally with our networks to make sure that we're getting optimum um, you know, calls, data, performance, and the, like. the works. Correct. So now, when will they be available? This is the big thing. Our time is running up, so now we've got okay. to get down to the right. numbers. So when will the devices be available for purchase? So officially, the Galaxy Note 20 and Note 20 Ultra go on sale from the 21st of August. So not many sleeps Pretty to soon. go. No, okay, okay, okay. We can hang in there. Yeah. Um, so, but we are um, opening up pre-orders as from today, so the 5th of okay. August, and that will be available across... All the, the major network operators and retailers or the Samsung e-store environment. But uh, for those customers who do pre-order, we've got a little gift as we oh, always okay. do cool. uh, in that regard, which is a, a voucher to our e-store with the equivalent value of 4,000 Rand. And that can be utilized to get yourselves... And I know we've got no time, but you have just opened up an online store. Yes, 100%. That's so where the voucher works. Head to there <laughs> okay. and that's where you can redeem for the Galaxy Buds Live, which... I mean, are just remarkable. Yeah, they are great. Regard. Or you could use it towards the purchase of maybe one of the brand new Galaxy Watch 3s, which are also uh, pretty good quality stuff. Look, we thank you, Justin. We could go on forever because the ecosystem and the product, and I mean, there's just so much going on in Samsung space. But once again, we've run out of time. So until next time, hopefully it won't be another five months before yep. we meet again. <laughs> Thank you so much and looking forward to actually getting some screen time with the new yes. Note 20. Thanks so much. This is Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose on 101.9 High FM. So Samsung's Note range, really interesting. For those of you who want the biggest and the best in terms of Android, there's no question that the Note 20 series ticks all those boxes. My favorite is the 50 times Zoom Ultra. It's big, no question, but because there's no bezel, it really does feel like you can hold it in your hand. And the performance looks pretty insane, right at the cutting edge of what's possible on mobile technology. And finally, including 5G, which works well in South Africa in very limited spaces. But the next year, as we discussed, is going to be big for 5G. I see it rolling out pretty much across the country. Technologically, the networks are ready for it. And it would certainly improve the quality of your mobile experience by an order of magnitude, which is a big deal. I mean, voice quality is spotty in some areas. Data quality is also extremely variable. And these new days where we're all stuck in our homes, working in places that weren't traditionally hotspots for mobile, um, the fact that we could get 5G and much better quality is always good. Now, moving on to the gadget of the week, what I have been playing with for the last week or so, and what I'm actually talking to you on is a brand, well, it's not a new product, but it's been around a while, but it's from a company like called Sure. Now, Sure have been the professional microphone, professional earpiece manufacturer, and lots of other equipment in the, the pro audio space for many, 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 many years. And they sent me this absolutely cool looking, extremely retro microphone called the MV51 extremely thoughtful name. It's just a microphone version 51. Who knows? But it looks like one of those old retro 
aluminium framed microphones of old where you saw the guys in the 50s holding these big aluminium microphones. But the technology inside, the look might be retro, but the technology inside is right up to date. It has a number of DSP modes or digital signal processing modes. And in, just from the push of a little button on the front, you can adjust it from a music mode, a um, group mode, a just trying to figure out all these various modes, there's so many, and a standard mode. And all of those use the digital signal processing to optimize the microphone, not only the sound of the microphone for these various modes, but also to optimize them for a specific use. So these these um, functions are really useful. It also has a, a real headphone jack with zero lag because that's another problem. When you're recording something or you're doing professional stuff, like I am now, you want no lag between your voice and what you hear because otherwise it creates a little bit of a, a problem. But overall, um, this is a really solid metal finished microphone. And working from home, doing recordings from home, it is vastly superior to any of the built-in microphones in webcams and in any form of laptop, no matter what quality laptop you've got, you just cannot begin to understand the quality difference between that tiny little built-in electric microphone and something of this quality. So if you are looking for something that can double up as a professional unit, it's portable. It is entirely powered by USB. So it'll work on mobile phones. It'll work on laptops. It'll work on desktops. You just simply plug the um, USB cable in, plug it into your various piece of equipment. It's optimized for iOS, Android, computers, Mac OS X, whatever you want, uh, and it'll work extremely well. There's a range of apps you can download, recording apps, which help a lot. You can, you can manage the volume both of the headphones and of the microphone. It's just an incredibly simple, easy-to-use High-quality mic, and I, up to now, have been using another brand called Rode, and I think this 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 device, which is much smaller, is every bit as good in terms of sound quality, and I hope you can hear that. Even for broadcast use like I'm doing now, it's very clear, it's very sensitive, you can turn it up and down and manage it in every which way you like, and it is really very, very, very good in terms of having a microphone. The best part, as I said, it's portable. And it's easy to carry around. So no other mic that I've played with has quite the flexibility of the Shure MV51. Those DSP modes are actually very useful for speaking, singing. It's actually got a mode for acoustic music. So if you want to record some of your, your guitars playing. And it also works in, in, in loud amplified areas. So in other words, if you're trying to record something in a noisy environment, it'll improve that a lot. And um, it really is a standout in terms of quality of build. Ruggedness. It's got a little kick-out stand on the back, on the back, so it can sit on a desk. You can still mount it on a microphone stand should you want it to, and it it really works extremely well. So it's selling for around about three and a half thousand rand, which is not stupid money for a quality product of this sort. And it really does take your your blogging and your vlogging and whatever it is you do online to the next level. It even improves your voice when you're just chatting to the kids wherever they may be. So if you're looking for a really good USB microphone, check out the Shure MV51. It's available online. Just have a look. And um, Shure might have a little bit of a problem getting this one back from me after the review period. But we'll have to make the call and add it to my portfolio of 
absolutely must have equipment to work from home. Now, the next little piece of gear that I've been playing with for the last couple of weeks under strict NDA from Samsung was the new Galaxy Buds Life. Now, normally when you put a beam-looking thing in your ear, certainly when your kids do that, you rush them off to the doctor to have it extracted. But the new Galaxy Buds Live are actually very, very unusual in terms of the normal microphone things. Now, for example, uh, ear things. Um, most people have in-ear wireless headphones that either sit on the ear and don't plug into the ear. They're not an earbud type thing like the the Apple EarPods, they simply sit in your ear, and they're pretty good. They don't fall out that easily. They also allow you to hear the ambient noise around you, so they're pretty useful. But obviously, not plugging into your ear it reduces the bass, and all the noise and everything goes around. The EarPod Pros have taken that out and changed that. And I'll be back with a, a little bit of a final update on these straight after this. This is Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose on 101.9 High FM. Well, welcome back. And just to quickly wrap up before I get told my time is up and we have to wait till next week to talk more tech, the new Galaxy Buds Live are bean-looking and bean-shaped uh, ear, earbuds. They don't plug into your ear like a standard earbud, so in that case they're quite comfortable. And they are remarkably comfortable once you've fitted them. I was a little dubious as to how they would fit, but they fit brilliantly. And the benefit is they don't actually plug anything into your ear, so they're comfortable long term. And they sound really, really, really good. They've got noise cancelling built in, which works quite effectively, not quite as good as over-the-ear solid Bose or Sony sound cancelling. They do work a little bit better, in my opinion, than the the um, the Apple EarPod Pros. But they are, and sonically, they have great bass, considering that they're not in ear, and they have up to 11 hours of of battery life. So they are available now. They're probably going to be a little bit more expensive than the current yep, the the can, current Galaxy Buds Plus. But sonically, they are better. They have got much better bass, which is quite interesting. They have three microphones and a voice pickup. So I haven't tried them yet on calls. But you can use one of them as a type of monitor for your various um, uses. So in other words, an, an explanation that Justin said to me is you pop in one of these and you start talking in an interview and you walk towards a camera. And guess what? If you're using a, a Samsung S20 or any Samsung phone that it's paired with, you'll be able to, within the Bluetooth range, stay totally clear, and then automatically, when you get within the range of the phone mics, it switches off the earbuds and picks up the uh, phone mic. So really smart stuff and a really interesting and <laughs> very cool-looking and very different earbud. I'm very impressed with them. They are waterproof, which is great. I wouldn't go swimming with them, but a little bit of sweat wouldn't wouldn't hurt. And they will be available around about August the 6th and pretty much wherever you can get Samsung goodies. And I've tried them not only, they work obviously seamlessly with any Samsung device, but I've tried them with a number of other uh, Android phones and even uh, with an iPhone, and they work extremely well. Some of the functionality is a little bit better using the Samsung downloaded apps, but overall, very, very good quality, nicely built, long life, great little case that, that gives you up to three extra charges, so you get considerable amounts. And the benefit of having this sort of 
non-stick out thing. You just look a lot sleeker. You don't look like you've got little sticks poking out of your ears. So if you're looking for a really good pair, um, interestingly, I don't think they'll fit everybody's ears, but if you're looking for a really good pair of, of earbuds, the new Galaxy Bud Live beans may be the ones for you. And on that note, I'm afraid we have to leave it there today. Till next week, same place, same time. This is Stephen Ambrose for High FM.